Coming to you live from the It's Funny Studios, I'm Doug. I'm Greg. And this is Mike. And this is the It's Funny That Makes It Okay podcast. Hey, welcome everybody. Thanks for tuning into the show. How are we doing today? Doing well. Yep. Doing Finally right. getting some much needed rain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of getting into the swing of August. I know. We're, I'm looking we're forward to fall. pushing fall. Yeah, it's going to exci- be here. I'm excited. Yeah, I I'm love ready. fall. I do too. It's going to be here before you know it. And that's the problem. <laughs> I love fall, but it's like, it's like, oh, it's fall. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, it's Christmas. It's like boom, boom, boom. Yep. And we're back to January. And it's winter. <laughs> January and February. Which, Illinois in January. Not fun. Not the best. No, not at all. All right. Well, thanks for bringing us down with that. But. Oh, you're welcome. I could <laughs> go back to the tick story we were talking oh, about before no, we came on. You know, that'll gross everybody out. <laughs> Let's just enjoy the weather here while it's, <laughs> while right. it's around. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we've got uh, quite a bit of stuff here we're going to try to get in today. I'm going to ask this question. Did we say, are we doing the divorce story or are we moving that one out? Uh, I, let's keep it. Okay. I'll, I'll bust it real quick. We got a woman who's getting divorced. Sad. Very sad. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about, I found an article talking about boomer skills that millennials don't or won't use. And in China, parents China. are paying their children to do a specific job. We'll find well, out good. what that it's is. It's good the kids are doing jobs. And then we have a bunch of animal stories that have been piling up on us here. We've got a bear that may or may not be real <laughs> in a China zoo. Um we have a couple of hawk stories, a border collie, collie, yeah, border collie story, and then three women get attacked by something on a river, yeah, and a few other stories that we're going to throw in there too. So it's it's pretty jam packed. So let's just jump right in, Mike. I think you have something yeah. right off the top. So let's get into it. This is uh, worth a laugh. You don't usually laugh at divorces, but uh, we'll see if this one is any different. <laughs> So the headline caught me on this one, as always. It says, UK singer has exorcism to divorce the ghost she married last year with a quote, being married to a ghost is harder than most people think. (laughs) Well, it's always Uh, trying to scare her, I'm sure. Oh, well, it says, it all started in November of 2022. So not even that long ago. When singer Brocard, I think that's, I don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, she made headlines by marrying a Victorian soldier named Eduardo. <laughs> Eduardo. Eduardo. Eduardo, the Victorian soldier. Um, so she had a ceremony and everything. Um, <clears throat> Did his friend show up? Well, see, I don't know. <laughs> How can you tell? Lamps they would be turn on or off. and things like that. Lights flicker. Yeah, yeah things move across the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, um, within three months... Eduardo started cheating. Oh, man. (laughs) I did not see this going this direction. So, Eduardo, come on. Of course. Of course it wouldn't be her fault. It's Eduardo's fault. Well, you want to know who he was cheating with? I was just going to ask you, do we know? Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) (laughs) The ghost of Marilyn Monroe. Well, maybe that was his hall pass. Maybe. Could be. So she said that he would come home at night. He would come home at night smelling of Chanel number five and making inappropriate comments about the dead singer. (laughs) If he's making appropriate comments, it would have been one thing, but inappropriate comments. Yeah. I love this part, too. Was it dead uh, Joe DiMaggio or JFK there? I mean, (laughs) could be trouble. 
Yeah, could have been, been, yeah, been, been a rumble of, uh, going. <laughs> rumble with a ghost. This might be my favorite part of the whole story. It says that's when the uh, that's when the couple started going to a medium for marriage counseling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I can only imagine what those sessions were like. Did he um, have to pay like any alimony or anything? Did well, let's find out. Wonder where he was working. How? So she said too. It wasn't the infidelity <laughs> that ended the relationship. She she was trying to get past that. However, it was the issue of children. <laughs> they had too many. <laughs> well, little, little ghostlings. <laughs> she uh, she said that he got unbearably intense and started haunting me with a screaming baby after I told him I didn't want his children. <laughs> Could she have his children? It's a good question. <laughs> Surrogate, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. That's why he brought her <laughs> So after all the screaming ghost baby screams, that's when she decided to divorce the ghost with an exorcism. And this is how she described the experience. It was harrowing and haunting as I lost control of all my limbs with every part of my body shaking and sweating. It also gave me a bout of Tourette's and a craving for raw lemons. Raw lemons. The divorce did all that? I suppose. I thought the exorcism. Well, was, but that's what I'm confused about, too, is if, why is she being exorcised? <laughs> did he get inside of her? <laughs> hey, now, I don't know. <laughs> Keep this show above, above board now. <laughs> I don't think he did. That was the problem. <laughs> or a problem. <laughs> I think it was Marilyn Monroe. I think that was the problem. Maybe they needed to exercise Marilyn Monroe or something. A double exercise. Save the marriage. Who was his attorney? That's a good question. Hey, oh! old Ed McMahon. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that, that's about all. So it, it said the whole experience of marrying a spirit. And having it cast out of her to a, uh, having it cast out of her is ex- inspiring her music now. So, oh, of course it is. We can look forward to that album coming out soon. Mm. It'll be very, I'm sure this, has, very this was yes. not anything to do with trying to get people to go look up her music. At no, all. no, not at all. <clears throat> I'm sure she didn't record it for TikTok. I'm sure she <laughs> no, not at all. But we've had other stories in the past that people have. Had some relationships with ghosts, so well, yeah, they the don't always that end up a roller coaster, right? Right. <laughs> True love is everywhere. It is. It is. But yeah, the, the hereafter. That's where. Yes. <laughs> Very strange. So to talk to him, did she have to have a séance? Uh, no, it sounded like they had. Uh, they had everything. <laughs> she had to wear a there. sheet, though. <laughs> yeah, holding it. <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah. I had some problems with the scissors. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Eduardo, he was fluent in, you know, multiple languages. So, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. <clears throat> well, good old Eduardo. <laughs> okay. That it? I didn't want to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, like I said, I found this article. There's a couple of them, but boomer skills millennials just won't use. And for those of you that are just tuning in or don't know, Greg is our boomer. I, I'm the Gen Xer. And I've got skills. And, uh, <laughs> and Mike's our millennial. So we're going to see. We each picked out because... One of these articles had like a hundred of them. One had like twenty. So we just picked out five or so a piece. We'll kind of go over and see uh, what they. I don't know. You you want to start? Sure, sure. We'll go counterclockwise from Greg. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we'll go to you next. 
<laughs> so it'll go Greg, Mike, and then me. <laughs> All right. My I'm, wife hates I'm, it when I do this. <laughs> I am starting out with buying a house. Buying so a the house. Boomer, the boomers were continued to buy houses, and the millennials are, are waiting for that, either waiting or not doing it, period. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think I think it's good. It's I mean, good to own property. Yeah. That, that's one of those things that it's it's more solid than uh, cryptocurrency. It's more solid than the stock market. Because even if the price, the housing market goes up or down, unless you're selling it, you're not really losing money. So it's unless you buy stuff out more than what you can pay and you're hoping to flip it. Well, that got people in trouble several years back. Yeah. Then, then you just own the property and you can just hold on to it. Yeah. As long as you can make those payments, it's it's not going to be a bad investment. No. So no. I don't know, Mike. You're you're a millennial. What do you think on that? Well, I think part of the <clears throat> problem now why people aren't buying as much as many homes is that the prices, at least especially in the last few years, have gone completely insane. They are insane. They are insane. I know just personally in my neighborhood. If we had not bought our house when we did, we would not own our house because just a few months after we bought ours, houses in my neighborhood were going for twenty, twenty-five, if not more, twenty-five thousand dollars more than asking price. So I think a lot of younger people get out uh, bid. You know that maybe they're not quite financially ready yet to kind of take on that investment i think that's kind of where people are coming and i can see for a little bit renting something or staying with your parents (laughs) well no uh, no i'm not advocating for staying in your parents basement for the rest of your life that's not renting an apartment or something or even a house i guess but eventually that's just giving your money to somebody else right yeah yeah i'm i'm totally i'm yeah i completely agree i just think it's now, if you lately, can, it's been a little you know, bit if you can do like what we're going to talk about in China in a little bit, huh. then maybe it wouldn't be so bad. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it'd be so, horrible. So yeah, I think uh, it's been beneficial to me. I mean, both our first house and the house we're in now, you know, the mansion here. Uh, <laughs> That's right. We would if we sold it now, even in it being an older home and needing some repairs, it would still go for much more than we paid for it. Well, and you're also in a nice community that people want to live in too. So that's also even on this side, side of the tracks. Oh, it's rough over here sometimes. <laughs> I'll tell you that. You don't want to mean mug people. Look at people the wrong way over <laughs> that's here. That's right. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was my first one. Was buying a house. All right. Well, my first one was uh, something that I do every day. It's my job, actually. Uh, reading a map. So. <laughs> Paper maps have basically gone the way of the dodo. Um, they're out there. Yeah. I grew up, my dad was a over-the-road truck driver, so I grew up looking at road atlases and <laughs> huge maps of yeah, the show him when they go, he puts them to bed. Here, Mike, look at the maps. <laughs> Read this map, legend. <laughs> it was riveting material. I'll yeah, tell you I that. bet it was. So, I mean, I grew up with that. I always thought they were cool, <laughs> but... Now everybody's got a phone that has GPS services or a Garmin or yeah. whatever else. I mean, I th- I think it's an important skill to have because you don't have a phone. You know that's going to be tough for you if you're used to navigating that way. There was something um, about having a map that was just kind of cool. I mean, yep. it was like well, I'm I've still got maps in my car. I've got 
atlases in my car right now. Yep. Yeah. Fold up maps yeah. just in case. Because <clears throat> yeah, I like those laminated ones. <laughs> yeah. The booklets spiral. Yeah. Spiral. Yeah. Well, if you lose your signal and your phone reboots or something, you're like, well, I, I need to know where I've got the exit or what road I can cut across. Laura yep. was my navigator sometimes. She'd have the map out and be following along where we're going. It's well, just, and, I mean, a map is not, it's not always something, especially like an interstate map. You can't just look at it immediately and, you know, get what at. you need. Yeah. You know, you need to orient yourself. There's a few things that you need to take into consideration. So you do it now. I'd be like, well, where's the dot? It's not moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We, we had, I had several atlases, but the full, you know, the whole United States and everything. My dad did. Doug took a globe in his car. I did. <laughs> uh, he it was like a, from prepared. like 1492, though. It was <laughs> yeah. flat. And the, the edge, it was darkest as you'll fall off. The so, world. Yeah. She's a flat. <laughs> That's right. But my dad loved looking at the maps. He would he would get maps and just went. He would go to the bathroom and take a Rand McNally atlas with him. Most people would take like a magazine or the newspaper. My dad would take the atlas. We would laugh at Are you planning your trip here? What he would like to go and plan out trips. <laughs> I don't yeah. get people. This is a whole separate topic. I don't get people reading in bathrooms and stuff. It's like you're in the, do your business and then go sit on the couch where it's comfortable. It's one of the most uncomfortable seats in the house, and you're reading a novel in there. Maybe they're trying to relax to go. Maybe they can't go, and they wait till you're ready to go. Then, because you're taking. Well, not everybody up. has perfect, wonderful bowels like Greg here. Greg just goes in and barely gets pants up. There it is, done, and I'm out. In and out in thirty seconds. That's right. Jeez. It's private and fast. Nice. If only we all could. Uh, you drop a deuce like Greg, we would be a much better society. Efficiencies. That's right. That's right. Well, I have a quick story. Not about that. I'm going back Thank to the you. map. The, one of the very first trips I took with my wife when we first started dating, we headed. We went to Chicago from central Illinois. And I said, well, we'll go. I'll drive, and you can be my navigator. She's like, okay. So we get in the car, we take off. We're driving, driving. I start Here's running. The globe. I gave her, gave her the map. <laughs> And she's, we're having fun and just listening to the radio. And this was in the early nineties and we're, you know, making good time. And I ran into some road construction. I'm like, Oh shoot. Let's try to get off of this. I said, we'll grab the map. And then, uh, I said, we're, we're here. Try to find a, a different route going to where, where we're going. And she's sitting there and she kind of takes this out and she's kind of looking. <laughs> she's kind of flipping through. I'm like, um, did you find us? A, she's like, no, um, I, I don't know. She's sitting there, and then pretty soon he goes, "I don't know how to read a map." I'm like, <laughs> "Why would you tell me you were? I don't know. I didn't want to. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it." I was like, "Well, I, you could have just said I don't know how to read a map, and that's fine." But once we're once we're in construction, and I've got to make a quick decision and get off the road. Was this I, the same I, trip when you got off on the ramp, and there was gunplay going on? <laughs> I, I think that was on the way back. Yeah. Yeah. We got off and somehow we ended up in, in Chicago. Yeah. What? <laughs> I know. It's like, I was super tired on this same trip. We went up, spent the day up in Chicago and we came home and I worked third shift and I had been up. We left. I didn't really sleep much. So I said, yeah, I can drive. So we drove and I fell asleep and she wakes me up. And she goes, I'm not sure where we are. And to, to, and to her, 
crud. I mean, they had taken all the overhead signs off oh, and they had put them off to the side. So it was very confusing. That, that would be confusing. <laughs> so anyway, so we are driving again, coming from Chicago. We're down around Peoria, the middle of the state of Illinois. She's like, oh, I don't know where we're at. I'm like, all right. She says, I, I'm not sure where we're, where I need to get off. So I get up. So where are we? She goes, I don't know. <laughs> so I said, well, let's just, let's just take the next exit and let's see where we're at. And as she's getting off the exit, it says Gary, Indiana. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> we're in Indiana. <laughs> we pull off. We, we pull around. There are two cops. Two cop cars sitting there. They're outside their cars, kind of behind the car. They both have their guns out. She's like, should I? I said, do not pull in anywhere. Just do, just turn around. Just do a U-turn. What about the police? I said, they're busy. We're out. I don't know where we we're at. We don't want to go Just get on the road this. to start driving yeah. the other direction. We'll figure this out. Yeah. We but. don't want to be the innocent bystanders. No, we do not. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Well, the, the one that I want to talk to, or the first one that I came across was, uh, marriage it says millennials are not getting married or aren't getting married as early. Maybe that's why they're not buying houses. Maybe, maybe so. And they, they kind of allude to that, that some of that is that they're waiting until like their late twenties, even into the, maybe their thirties to get married and have kids. Some of that I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I think sometimes our generation would jump right out of high school, boom, they get married, and sometimes, you know, relationships don't work out, you get divorced or whatever. Lori has told me many times she, that she wants waited. to divorce you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a ghost. <laughs> she keeps breaking the priest to exercise you out. <laughs> yeah. No, but she's told me many times she would have waited. We were too young. Sage is always burning around here. That she makes was sense nineteen now. when we got yeah. <laughs> She was nineteen when we got married. Well. Yeah, I was we were in our Early 20s, 22, 23. I was 23, so. Yeah, I was 23 as well. But, no. And we still probably got married too young. <laughs> we weren't making any money, and it was it was a rough go there. Unlike now, where you're oh, loaded. Loaded. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, it says a lot of millennials aren't even getting married at all, and some aren't even having kids. And I have read, I know that some people will say the population, but that we are not having enough kids to replace the population that's dying out. So this eventually could be a problem trying to get employers, employees rather, and then uh, having enough people to pay taxes so that they can support all these people that are retiring and want Social Security. Well, they won't have to pay taxes. Oh, well, good. (laughs) So mine was marriage or staying married, I should say. All right. Back to you. My next one. Seatbelts. They don't wear them anymore. They just willy nilly. Woo! <laughs> no, they do wear them. Oh, okay. We did not have to wear them. This is true. When I started driving, as a matter of fact, I had a Camaro that I um, put new carpeting in, and I cut the seatbelts out of. I it. know of people that cut <clears throat> the seatbelts out of their cars. I never used nope. them. It was like, why do I need seatbelts in this thing? Nope. So I <laughs> cut them out, and. Um, I was angry when they passed the laws about you had to wear a seatbelt. Nobody's telling me what to do. I'm not wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> this is Greg's Boston Harbor moment. <laughs> That's right. Well, my dad, a lot of people were angry. That's ridiculous. They don't have to wear a helmet when they're riding a motorcycle. Yeah. I got to put a seatbelt on. Government's not telling me yeah. what to do. So what yeah. was worse, having to put a seatbelt on or having to drive 55? Oh, the 55. They were both bad. Um yeah, I mean, I don't. Let's see. I started, so I started driving in 1976-ish. I can't remember what year the seatbelt laws went into effect. So, but I got to drive a number of years with no seatbelts, 
and then to have to wear them, it just felt like restrained. <laughs> but I don't know. That's a that's a good question though. The fifty five was rough too. Because to me, I I've, I'm just so used to having the seatbelt that I, it's just second nature to me. Yeah. So it doesn't. I'm and just now is for me too, but. Uh, but I, the one thing I cannot imagine was having to drive 55. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that. That just, yeah. Terrible. Yep. It's like the old Sammy Hagar song. That's right. <laughs> so, yep. So yeah, just seat belts was, you know, they're, they're definitely, like you said, they're just part of your life now. When you start driving, boom, it's automatic. So. Yeah, July of '85 in Illinois is when they became July of '85. So yeah. I got nine years in before. See, so I had to. But see, I don't. I, it seems like I did not wear seatbelts for a while when I first started driving. I started driving in the '86, '87. Well, it may have I, taken a little while for the it may for have. it to kick in because <clears throat> I think a lot of people buck the system at first, you know. Oh, and I think that was what they did when they first they first passed it. That's what it was. For several years, it wasn't a primary offense, which meant you couldn't be pulled over just for not wearing your seatbelt at that time. No, you had to be doing something else. Yeah. Uh, and then you could get popped like for us. be a young person. Yeah. <laughs> or if you were speeding and weren't wearing your seatbelt, then you'd get two tickets. Right. So, okay. All right. That's mine. Well, my second one is a pet peeve of myself and many others. Uh, language and grammar, <laughs> non-existent anymore. It ain't. Um, no. <laughs> no, now we, uh, looking at some stuff online is just like, you almost need a codex. You need some sort of a translator to tell you what's happening in a sentence. And the sentence is not even a sentence. Right. <laughs> um, it all started with the abbreviations and texting, and then emojis came along. And then no one actually teaches language grammar anymore. Yep. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's just bad. I, I don't know what else to say about it. <clears throat> yeah, it it is. It's gotten weird. There there aren't like complete sentences anymore. <laughs> well, it started with just like LOL. We evolved from LOL to what it is now, gibberish. OT is in the ROTF LOL, rolling on the floor, <laughs> laughing out loud. Yeah. yeah, that was the first one I ever remember hearing because I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah, what is Rotlaw? <laughs> it started Rot-law. innocent enough with those, but it's now it's just awful. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, and even like in reporting and stuff, when I read a news story, I am amazed at all the errors in a news story. Yeah. And I think I don't know if that's because they're using AI or they're copying and pasting or what. Well, honestly, no. I I've read some AI stuff that is it's by better. far and away <laughs> better. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it's punctuated. The stuff I've seen is punctuated, well written, but uh, yeah, it that use, that is not AI always... is not using emojis. And... <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, the the one I've got is ironing. Millennials do not do. Do you guys anybody iron? I ironed I two iron. days ago. I do, but not. All the time. Okay. It's only as needed. Yes, mine is too. Dress shirts. Yeah, it says here that uh, many households don't even own an iron, let alone know how to use one. More and more clothing companies are using anti-crease materials, which I buy those and you know, it's, it's wrinkle-free. It still has wrinkles. No, yeah. <laughs> and it says dryers are more prevalent than ever. Yeah, obviously. And I'll do that sometimes. Sometimes I'll throw it in the dryer for a few minutes and you know, <laughs> yeah, nothing like turning on, on that two twenty to. <laughs> To try to de-wrinkle your clothes. But it says, when, and I think this is more, when it comes down to brass tacks, we simply just don't care about getting that crease. I think a lot of it is that it isn't 
a lot of people don't care what they look like. I see people out and you're like, you, you, you went out when I was in school, when I was a kid, no, but if you went out anywhere, you, you look, you didn't just throw on sweats and a, an old t-shirt and you took off to the store. It's no, like, mom no, would no, stop no. you and say, yeah, <laughs> you got to get, you would need to look presentable. I had seen some videos um, that kind of reminds me of – I had seen a few videos on Twitter or X or what it is now. Um, where I still call it Twitter. It was vintage <clears throat> clips of, uh, you know, 19-whatever, yeah. 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever, um, different eras in different cities. I mean and it's almost like a movie set. Like you'd never see that anywhere. Right. Now, no. no, people are all presentable. They're all dressed in suits or yeah. dresses and yep. people are, I, I mean, it's, it's almost like more courteous how people act down the street, yep. walking down the street. It's crazy. You'd never see that now. Well, even when I was a kid or in high school, we weren't, it wasn't suits, but you, it was, it was a dress. I mean, jeans and a nice shirt. I mean, I say this here as I'm in a <laughs> bland t-shirt. Well, and I'm in a bland t-shirt shorts, and shorts but. too, but <laughs> I'm in a fancy yeah. T-shirt, or what Always. I like to call Walmart formal. <laughs> <laughs> so ironing, and I still iron. I do too. I like I've gotten like you said, throw it in the dryer, or sometimes I'll just even use a spray bottle and like spray the shirt off, and then shake it out, and it'll yeah. get rid of most of the wrinkles. Yeah. But, My mom taught me to iron when I was young, and we had to iron our clothes. <clears throat> you had to put pleats and creases and stuff, and then of course when I was. Fold along the crease. In the Air Force yeah. National Guard, you had to have, you know, starch everything and crease. Oh, I, and... I hated it when you iron a pair of pants and it had the crease, but when you did it, you got it just off, off the crease, so you had a double crease. Yep. It's like, ah! Yep, that was bad. <laughs> I learned to iron in junior high. We had, <clears throat> we had what? They used to have industrial arts where yep. you would take took wood arts. shop, metal shop, yep. things like that. But for... I don't remember if it was six weeks. It feels like it was six weeks. We had to swap with the girls and do home ec. Oh. And I learned to sew on a button. I learned to iron. And I, I think there's anything wrong with it. I think they should do that still. I think those are all skills that you can yeah. you can use. Teach the kids to read a map. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't hurt you to learn no, to know basic. It's good to know. Basic stuff. And girls do like to know basic tools and basic. Honestly, I think. Maintenance. If you come out of, if you come out of high school. With those basic life skills, and you could actually maybe do your own taxes if they taught you that, right? You'd be so much better off. Yeah, you yeah. honestly would, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you learn AP chemistry, physics, physics, or whatever. Yep. Yeah, it's like what? What am I doing with this? Why am I being taught this? They need to teach some basic life skills, and I don't know if they do anymore. No, right? well, they I almost need a life skill class. That just I just say that's stuff. the whole high school experience. Why don't we make that? And then you can decide if you want to go to college. I mean, you don't mail stuff a lot, but you do. I, we work in the mailing industry. I work at colleges. I, I'm i surprised. Not surprised, but I hear a lot. They said students will come in and they just hand them an envelope with like, it's like you need addresses. Like, I don't, can you just do it? I don't even know how. They don't know how to put an address on an envelope. <laughs> What's their address? It's like, it's like, no, you need to look it up and find out how to do it. <laughs> I what is, what's I, their address at skinny puppy yeah. <laughs> at lol raffle 26 i will say i i did take every industrial skills class that i could in high school because i took most of them i, I mean i love the teacher and he's passed since but he was a great guy I, so i every opportunity i took 
uh, to be in his class, I would. You know? Oh, I just loved um, all the industrial arts classes. I just loved those more than any other. I didn't than English or math. I'm like, I will take. Uh, I yeah. took all the drafting. I took graphic arts. Yeah. I took uh, metals and welding <laughs> because that's what kids want to do, right? As opposed to, yeah, I could sit in there and listen to somebody talk about, you know, literature from <laughs> you know, or civics or something. I'm like, oh no. I took how to change a wagon wheel. <laughs> <laughs> the pioneers perfected it. That's right. <clears throat> Horse and buggy trade, all that stuff. That's right. I'd... Blacksmithing. Blacksmithing. <laughs> 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 no. You can shoe a horse like nobody's been. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I had uh, ironing. So. Oh, you did? Okay. Yep. I thought that was Mike's. Okay. Uh, postcards. Did you ever send postcards? Oh yeah, when you were yep, you bet. Just getting started out. Yep, <clears throat> I didn't send a lot of postcards. That's one thing that we didn't. I don't a think lot. my parents did either. We never went anywhere <laughs> to have postcards. I mean, maybe if we just picked up the Morton pumpkin cards and sent those out to people like relatives, but I never did really get too into that though. So no, but I did get postcards and I sent a few. It was always cool to get one. Yeah, like, it was oh, like, postcard. Oh, look, these people went somewhere. a picture somewhere. on it. <laughs> They're it was at the either, beach. It was either you know, scenery or something funny. <laughs> I do remember sending a couple and getting home before the person got the postcard. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I mailed that like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's a, it's a weird, you know, now with the phones, everybody takes all their pictures and Sticks them out on Facebook or yep. Instagram or whatever, and people see them, you know, instantaneously. Yep. That is true. And they didn't get that anticipation of waiting for the postcard. Oh, what, I wonder what postcard I'm going to get from Craig. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It'll be me putting a wagon wheel on. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the frontier. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, this might be kind of weird, but I didn't do this for a very long time, but. As a kid, I actually collected some postcards, not to mail, but just as a little memento, like from where we went. Yeah. And I'd put them on. So you'd like go in the souvenir shops and buy them for yourself? Yeah. And yeah. I'd, I'd hang out. Go to Minnesota, you get your Paul Bunyan one. You go down to Florida, you get one with an alligator on it. And yeah. I had a little uh, a little wall of like sports posters and all this. And I would throw postcards on there too, yeah. just of, of places we had been. I can see that. I didn't do that very long, but... They never got mailed. They just ended up on my wall. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. You still collected them, but I nobody does now. I'm sure, mm. <clears throat> or very rarely. No. All right. Well, this is the last one that I had personally, but <clears throat> fine china, and this is one that I didn't understand because I, my parents had a china set and a very nice cabinet, and it was very nice <clears throat> uh, dinnerware. I could count on one hand maybe the amount of times that, that those plates left that cabinet. Hmm. And I never understood it. I'm trying to think. I don't I don't remember us having fine china as maybe we did and I just didn't they were put up. Oh we do. <laughs> we still have it. As a kid? No, now. No, I meant but did like as a kid, I don't remember my mom having like a fine china set. No, I don't think we did at home. We yes. had like glass plates and then we'd buy paper plates. And yeah. I always was just use those paper plates, man. I don't want to. I don't want to wash dishes. Yeah. So that was kind of my angle. Is like 
my parents had it that I think they got as like a wedding gift. Okay. And it's it's nice. Which is what we did. We got it as a wedding gift. And in their china cabinet, they've got these lights that you can press yeah. on the side and it, it does different levels of lighting. And it, it's really nice and neat. But we just never used it. And I never understood that giant china cabinet took up so much space in the house. So, Greg, do you use your fine china? No. It's probably since we've been, we've been married 38 years and I bet we've used it twice i don't know well the next time mike and i come over for dinner i expect some nice <clears throat> china i've got a whole set of my mother-in-law's china too upstairs <laughs> well, well we'll just eat off of every plate you got <laughs> we got tons of china you can make mike and i a four-course meal just bring it out <laughs> i like where this is going yeah i yeah. do too yeah we have the wine goblets and the, all that fancy nice. fancy silverware and just to me i we have such a hodgepodge collection of I mean, yeah, it's just like, I just can't imagine using a China set or even having one. So I don't think my wife and I right now have a, like a full set of glasses because we buy them. They'll break. I think we've hodgepodge. Like if you said, (laughs) Oh, eight people are coming. We need eight. I'd have to go to the store and buy eight glasses that match. (laughs) I don't, I don't have them at the dollar tree. (laughs) I might even have a hard time finding four glasses that actually match. (laughs) If I was being honest. I don't know if we've got a full set. I've got some that have Snoopy on them. I've got some that have like Mickey Mouse. I've got a couple that are like, uh, oh, what are the, the schooners that you buy when, you know, we went to a couple restaurants and like in Florida or something, you get the, the souvenir glass, a 32 ounce schooner. I'm like, oh, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three giant AW glass mugs that we bought. We used to have an AW glass. These are like a couple the, of them, like real thick glass, mm-hmm. heavy duty mugs. You frost them, mm. <laughs> put them in the freezer, get no. some maybe A and W. I do not. All right, next one I have is, and this one kind of blows my mind, probably because of the way I was brought up. But balancing a checkbook, I, I, we balance our check, but I I don't know how my son. <clears throat> It's all online. I'm like, how do you know how much money you have, though? Because it, what if it's not? I don't know. Maybe it is always up to date. I, I just feel like it wouldn't. It's be. always pretty much up to date. I, I still want. I still want to write it down. I want to know what I've got. We rarely use a checkbook anymore. Well, I, when so, I say balancing, I mean more like have a, a bank register. You know, just. Uh, Oh, even with we don't like debit card transactions. Yeah, just so stuff? that you know what debit. Because if you debit, I just look at yeah. The I say online. we don't we don't handwrite that. Me nuts. Yeah. It's got a full log of dates and yeah purchase amount where you spent it. If I, I hand still, wrote I it, it, I wouldn't be able to read it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I still I still have to. I don't know. I'm just old. Well, I have to balance that. I have the checkbook so I can just look at it. And Well, I think, too, if people still did that, I think we'd have a few more fiscally responsible people because I think writing that down firsthand as opposed to just swiping a card somewhere you know, and never seeing it again, uh, I think that would probably help some people be more yeah. financially involved maybe. Well, when you see because that's, cash that's, and when you see tactile – Stuff leaving you. Right. And, that, and to, I mean, to Doug's point, if you write everything down, if you balance that book, I think. We don't write everything. I try to, but there will be times like, man, uh, what well, is this I, and what's that? Well, if you write down, even if you spent it in a day, maybe that might click for some people like, oh, because we, we try to, I'll print out or look at, I print it out. My wife just goes and looks, but 
at, at the online bank and to make sure I want to make sure if somebody's not, you know, like my card hasn't gotten hacked. Or, right. And sometimes some of the ATM transactions, they're like, what is that? What does that mean? It'll say something <laughs> one weird. Eight, eight, eight. <laughs> <laughs> one just said runnings. It was like, what is runnings? It was some store, but it wasn't called that, but that was like the parent store. Yeah. So I'm like, we're, and it took us a, a little bit. My wife's like, what day? Okay. What was the day? Try to recreate the day. What did we do? And sometimes it won't give you an address or I, it will give you an incorrect address. You're like, what? The, what is this? Yeah. What, what were we buying? I what keep a pretty good handle on, on watching that. I mean, we do, but yeah. I just like to see. And if I see something that comes up that I'm not sure, I'm like, well, where's that? And then if I, as long as I write it down, I can go back and cross reference. I'm like, okay, well, here's there. Oh, that's the same price, same price. It must be this. Yeah. yeah. I can do it. Yeah. I def- definitely nothing wrong with writing it. I mean, if I, I hate to write, so that's part of the issue. I'm just a lousy writer, and I hate it. So now, when I was a freshman in school, we had a class that taught. I think it was called general business. It was just basic, like economics kind yeah, of like we had class. That. And the first, I think it was the first six weeks of the second semester. So when you came back from Christmas, they started out. You you had to keep an imaginary household. They you had to pull you pulled these scenarios. Ghost, well, ghost wife, kind of. <laughs> you did. But you went in and, and you you had these envelopes that they would pass out, and they would have a scenario. And some some people were married, some weren't. They'd have a job and a salary, and you'd have to keep a a, a balance sheet, and it, you would have to work your job. You could make investments, and you had to do that for six weeks and go through. We had a modified version of that yeah. too. I think that's good if they yeah. do that kind yeah. of stuff. Because it we, does kind of keep, teach you, like, man, I gotta. You want to put something? Some kids would never invest. Some did, you know. It's like, yeah. well, now you're in. You're going to retire. You have any money? Well, you're broke, so yeah. you're going to have to keep working. Well, Eduardo, he's a big spender, yeah, so yeah, you got to keep him, you know, <laughs> well, under control. With Marilyn Monroe's got to be high dollar, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a cheap date, right? No. <laughs> yeah, in co-op class, we had to. They gave us a fictitious amount of money, and we had to buy stocks. And yep. track those stocks throughout the semester yeah. and see how we did at the end. Yeah, I think that was one of the things, too, that we had to do. I invested well. in a cable company. <laughs> it did, did pretty well. <laughs> I'm not an investor. I did not do well in the stocks portion of that. So. <laughs> I, I kept looking at it every day. I know you're not supposed to do that. Mike's like, we're in a recession. <laughs> All right. All right. Dave Ramsey's right. yelling quick, at me. Is this our last one or – um, it or can be, two, or we can, if, or if you got two, rattle them off real yeah. quick, and okay. I'll do mine real quick. And Car ownership was my next one. Yeah. So millennials now are more using Uber and things like that, or just renting a car, or just in bigger cities not having cars, or even period. driving when they yeah. it takes them forever to get their license. I never understood that either. I was like, I know a lot. My son, we kind of now he drives all the time, but when he first was there, he's. He didn't really. He's like, well, I said, don't you want to go get your license? Well, I think we maybe go get them. I couldn't wait to get oh, my license. My I'm like, goal oh in no, life yeah. To get that was the only reason I went to high school. It's like driver's <laughs> ed. <laughs> I gotta have a license. And the next thing was, I need a car. Yes, it was. <laughs> I cannot drive the 72 Kingswood Estate <laughs> no. forever. No. <laughs> the panel wood paneled station wagon. That is correct. <laughs> So car ownership, and yep. then my last one was landline phones. Yeah. So yeah, just think yep. about your cell phone being phones. tethered to a wall. That's right. <laughs> you want privacy? You had six feet of cord, or if you were we lucky, you could go get the cord. You can get the twenty footer. Yeah. And you and could we probably had, stretch that out to about twenty seven foot. Yeah. 
And we had it right around the corner from the phone. We had a bathroom. Yep. So we would, if you were, you know, trying to talk to a girl yep. or something, you'd go in the bathroom, shut the door, and you'd have your phone. Ours was right around the corner from the stairwell. So you could go in the stairwell and shut the door. But with three brothers and a sister, yep. not long after that, not somebody'd be yanking on the cord trying to get you out. Or just pull it. Pull it. They'd be on another line listening. Oh, yeah, you'd hear that. You'd hear that. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, get off the phone. <laughs> I can hear you breathing. <laughs> <sighs> yep. Yeah, the old landline phones, yep. boy, they were. I, I mean, like, if I was out, like, I remember I was out bowling and I was going to be late getting home and I had to call my dad. I had to go to the counter, yeah. hey, can I use the phone? Or a payphone? Yeah, go outside, go find a payphone. Yeah, yep. Yep. it was very, you know, deposit 20 cents. That's right. <laughs> All right, my last two things here um, smoking. Millennials, I, I see that they, they don't smoke, but they vape way. They vape a ton, so it's just taking the place of smoking. Or and, they're uh, trying a little Mary Jane. That was my next great. Oh, Thanks like for bringing concert. that up because that yes, <laughs> and it, and there are. I know some people are like, oh, it's not that bad. I, it cannot be that good. Smoking pot, especially smoking as much pot as a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're just. Oh, I just need to, you know relax on friday night not th- it's tuesday dude you're <laughs> you're smoking all night long man Ugh. it's got to like take- joe rogan <laughs> and i've heard of i've heard of young people in their late 20s early 30s now that i know of a few that are trying to quit because they're like look it's making me lazy i've got to stop i've got to just break it off and one said they told his rest his other friends like let's if you want to smoke that's up to you i'm not telling you to or not to you can't bring it over here anymore i gotta i gotta I gotta cut myself out, make myself clean. I said I gotta get get out of it. I'm Righteous amazed blood. how much smoke, for lack of a better word, comes out when they use like a vape. Yeah, I'll, I'll go by a car and the guy will have his window open. It's just like, Poof, and yep. I'm like, is that truck on fire? Because <laughs> just this cloud of smoke comes pouring out. Well, and the thing that not to take too much more time, but the thing that annoys me about vaping is that it's just how in your face people are about it. Yeah, like it's not like smoking where people may you know they'll go outside or whatever. Yep. But vaping, people just do it inside. They'll do it right next to you. They don't care. There's no consideration. But everybody in the 50s and 60s smoked. Oh, they did. They did. It was everywhere. Yeah. Even in the 70s and I mean, if you bought a car in the 70s and 80s, they had ashtrays that would flip (laughs) out of the handle on the door or in the middle of the the dash or in the middle of the yeah. seat on the back side of the seat in the front from the front to the back yeah. <clears throat> you go to the bowling alley and come oh. home smelling like an ashtray oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. yep and the last thing i have that i'm going to talk about is it says cooking big thanksgiving turkeys or big thanksgiving dinners they they just don't some of that i wonder if because they're waiting so long to get married they don't i love yeah a big thanksgiving I dinner i love the big spread i love thanksgiving it's one of my favorite holidays. I absolutely love it. And they don't even make Reese's for that holiday. No, Doug still not. likes it. I, I know. <laughs> I've either got to hold on to some pumpkins or hope that the trees are out. Oh, the trees will be out. <laughs> they'll, they'll be out by October 2nd. <laughs> the pumpkins are already out. I know. <laughs> but I don't, but it says here, it says like back in the day that people would grab a 30 pound turkey and everything. I don't do a 30 pounder. I mean, I, we got I a fairly got a small, turkey in the freezer from this past. I, that's the problem. <laughs> That's a problem. I haven't cooked it. It's just I bought two, and then I one's up there in the freezer. But I mean, I'll, I'll do like a, a sixteen or an eighteen pound turkey and cook it. Uh, I like turkey on Thanksgiving, but usually when I have it there, and then we'll have leftovers once or twice. 
kind of good with Thanksgiving. Yeah, then I'm with done turkey with turkey yeah. until Thanksgiving again. And by the time Thanksgiving runs around, I was like, hmm, let's get a turkey and yeah. fry that puppy up. Mm. And I don't even mind. We'll freeze some of the turkey every once in a while and then pull it out. And, oh, you know, yeah. uh, you know, a few we make turkey later. and uh, yeah. homemade noodles. Mm. Yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, that was the last thing I had. Cool. Okay. We can skip that next story until next until next time. What story? The one I had. Well, I don't know where you put it, actually. Oh, I dropped the, her the down. Criminal? Yeah. Okay. That's not next? Nope. Okay. Then we can hold off. Let's to, we'll hold, hold off, off on that one. All right. Well, all of you now, it was a really good, funny story, well, too. That's the oh, I'm building yep. anticipation. You're going to have to tune in next week, and that's we'll right. talk about it. For a it has to do with a, a man and a flagpole, I think. He, yes, yes, he's saluting it. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, so you'll just have to uh, have to tune in next week. All right, over in China, China. I have to say, <laughs> I know every time it's like it says parents are paying their adult kids to be, and in quotes, full time children. So I was like, what? Uh, basically in China, youth unemployment is so bad that some adult children are being paid allowances as large as the national average salary in exchange for basically just being a kid. So they're grown adults. They've gone to school. A lot of them have gotten their, you know, secondary degrees, the college degrees. They can't or don't really want to find a job. And so their parents will just pay them to stay home and hang out with them, get groceries, maybe do some cooking. They said on China's Chinese social media, the hashtag hashtag full time daughter or full time son have millions of views each. Um, says they, uh, yeah, they do all kinds of these different. They cook, they shop, they clean. Some will take care of their uh, older grandparents or something. And some of that, I guess, if you're taking care of somebody, that I get a maybe, little bit, yeah. But still, even paying them for the, to do some of this stuff, and they're still living at home. To me, if you're living at home, that's that's your pay. If you're 27 and you're still living at home, nah, your pay is that you're you're living here rent free. You need to get yourself a job. But a lot of them, they love it, and the parents, they love it too. I mean, they they enjoy having them, and I enjoy my kids being around. I don't want them living with me full time, <laughs> and I'm not going to pay them to do no. it. <laughs> no, no. Um, because one thing, this isn't helping these kids. What's going to happen? Eventually, mom and dad is going to die. Then what are you going to do? Now you've, you've got no skills. You, you, sp- you spoiled that for me. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Thanks. Mike. I know you were hoping to go back with mom and dad. <laughs> I interviewed a you number. E- of, I you interv- emailed them this story, didn't you? Hey, <laughs> just thought some interesting reading for you. <laughs> I interviewed a number of kids to see if they would want to come live. <laughs> well, I don't want my own kids here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come do some work. Just hang out. Yeah. So, did you get many responses when you advertised on the van? <laughs> but it says that some believe that the Chinese Gen Z's burnout can partially uh, be partially attributed to the highly competitive education culture, uh, the pressure cooker of academic and career competition. Yeah, so, beer pong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only really for middle class or up. So if you're poor. You're just going to go work the salt mine or wherever you're going. But if your middle class are up, but I don't understand either. I put more blame on the parents. This is not helping your children. No, you got to cut those apron uh, strings or or push the little birds out of the nest. Kind of the the old saying, you know, get that bird to fly. You got to get them out there. 
it's fine for them to have some trials and tribulations. When you're young, that's what it's about. That's how you learn. That's how you get get your kind of your legs underneath of you to figure out well, how am I going to survive? Because it's not helping them at all. Nope. But you know, for all the stories that you hear about that China's going to take over the world. I was just thinking the same thing. For every one of those stories, you get one of these too. And yeah. It seems like we have quite a few of these that we talk about on the podcast. <clears throat> yeah. So. Well, I think they've got big ambitions. Yeah. They got some of the same problems we've got though. Yeah. I know we had a, uh, a story a while back about the Chinese military having some issues <laughs> yes. with the, the men spending yes. too much alone time. Yeah. That was one that... <laughs> so, and they didn't have manly men they either in the they did not. army. All right. Well, that's all I had there. We'll move on. So I don't want to. I don't want to keep uh, going over the same thing. So we are skipping the flagpole. Yes. Sorry. We'll be back with that <laughs> right. next. We're going to stay in China. Yes. There is a zoo there, and they have some bears. They're sun bears, and I've seen them. They're usually smaller, kind of black and brown. Yeah. But this one particular bear <laughs> stands up and waves at people, and now. This zoo is coming out, and they're having to deny that it's just – they're saying it's not just a person in a bear costume because a lot of people think that it is. Well, did you guys see the video? I did yeah. see the video. Doesn't it look – it does look like somebody – It is odd. He stands up, and he has, like, wrinkles all down the back, but maybe he's just – He's waving. He's waving. He, he, he looks himself. at people. And, and it's kind of the – like the uh, pageant wave. Yeah, that's like, what I was uh, – yeah. that's what I was doing. Yes. I am, uh, you know, going for yeah. Miss World or – uh, Thanks for coming to see yes, me. Right. Sun bear of the year. Sun bear of the yeah. year. <laughs> I want to all the children to have <laughs> happiness. And, yeah. Yeah, it's like whatever. But yeah, so so this zoo, they've got this bear and they, they swear that it's not a human, although a lot of people think it is. They've even had some experts have weighed in <laughs> and have said it really is the bear, although it is weird to see the way it's waving. But bears can be taught to wave or they'll they'll do Before that to try to get you? <laughs> hey <laughs> how you doing <laughs> <laughs> but what other animals at the zoo could possibly be human <laughs> i guess like, like, you could do an, al- an alligator <laughs> put it on like floating around or yeah, you can do that i don't know <clears throat> but yeah so again the zoo has got the uh the bear that what I, animal would you be i don't know <laughs> I don't want to be something in the zoo. water, I think, because I, the temperatures were hot. I don't want to be in that bear costume. I want to be a tiger. Well, tiger. Yeah. I might pass as like a chimpanzee type. <laughs> I think he would be the Swinging easy, around. He'd be the easiest one to pull off, I think, because you wouldn't have to change that much. Too much, <laughs> yeah. Put that snap-on tail on. and <laughs> Chimpanzees don't Well, I, that's what I was just thinking. Oh. Zip up well, the costume or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to be a gorilla. Don't put me in the gorilla pen, please. <laughs> that would not be good. But no, the gorillas. <laughs> I think they'd snuff me out pretty quick. <laughs> Chimpanzees are strong. Too, I know, I know. Well, if you were a gorilla, I would not want to show you an upsetting <laughs> video. Right. Because at a Toronto zoo now, they've put up signs. They're telling people, please quit showing the gorillas <laughs> pictures and videos from your cell phones because it is upsetting them. Oh, my gosh. So apparently people have been showing uh, pictures and videos to these gorillas, and they get upset. It says uh, some of the unmoderated content could be upsetting and even addictive to the primates. Oh, we just want the gorillas to be able to be gorillas. They said they, we don't want them to get all upset. 
When our guests come to the zoo, we want them to be able to see the gorillas in a very natural state and what they would be doing naturally to sort of uh, connect them with that level. Newly posted sign request visitors refrain from showing animals any videos or photos as some content can be upsetting and affect their relationships and behavior with their family. According to the photo posted from the news outlet, one of the gorillas at the zoo named Nasser uh, is uh, the epitome of a teenager. It says, fascinated by videos and screen time, and it would dominate his life. So he would just become addicted to the screen. He'd take the phone. He wouldn't do anything. I want to see the gorilla running around and swinging. He's just sitting there scrolling, <laughs> swipe, scrolling. The other gorillas are like, we need to teach you these boomer skills. <laughs> That's right. You, you don't know how to peel a banana. You don't know how to turn a tire inside out. You don't know how to fling your poo. You don't know anything. Give me that phone. You see him sitting there taking selfies. Yeah, <laughs> gets a banana, unwrap, unwrapped it. Un- <laughs> he peels it and sits it down by him, takes his picture. Yeah, <laughs> or this is day. what I had for supper. <laughs> Says I think mostly he was seeing videos of other animals, but I think what is really important is that he's able just to hang out with his brothers and be a gorilla. <laughs> I wonder what kind of videos and photos are <laughs> right. upsetting to the gorilla. What could you show him and you can't show them? Yeah, he's like, man, I wish I was out there doing that stuff. Like a, pictures of a female gorilla? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. King Kong. King There's Kong. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's upsetting. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I just figured they're showing like vacation pics and stuff like, oh, I want to go to the beach. <laughs> yeah. I'm just stuck in this Says, While guests aren't encouraged to show them the latest viral TikTok or Instagram post. <laughs> well, well, no wonder those. it's upsetting the gorilla. Well, here's this. The zoo does play videos for the gorillas. So the zoo plays them. I, again, I don't what? know what kind of video they're playing. It doesn't say. Hey, we don't want our gorillas addicted to the screens, but Maybe we're going like to show Magilla them videos. Gorillas. Magilla gorilla. Great yeah. ape. Yeah, great ape. These are all old cartoons that had uh, apes. George of the Jungle. George, George, George yeah. of the Jungle. Great ape was just a giant ape. Right. Great ape. Yeah, I just didn't ape. watch it. It was a Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. yeah. So was McGillic Gorilla. Yeah, I didn't care for those as much. They were kind of a B cartoon. I don't want to get into that. Don't either. show me those on video. It'll upset me. They will upset. <laughs> they did upset Greg. He would throw his poo and his <laughs> bananas at the screen. Yeah, I don't want to fling it, but, you know. <laughs> if you show me great babe, I'm flinging poo. I'm telling you. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Says, we just want to make sure that we know what content they are watching. Very much like managing an account for a child or something. You want to make sure you have parental controls on. So they must be. <laughs> that you're in control of the, the content. The changing it. Gorillas at night. So if you do go to the Toronto Zoo, please do Gorilla's not show gun us wild. any photos. <laughs> Gorillas after dark. Yeah. Gorillas gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out of a tree. <laughs> Swinging. Vine to vine. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, that was it for me. That's all I have as far as uh, animals there. Why, why does the zoo, if they don't want you showing videos and they don't want the gorillas watching videos, why are they showing them videos? Well, they can control the content. But shouldn't we have the gorillas not watch any videos? Would I hope they're not showing them like Planet of the Apes or something. Yeah. <laughs> that like, could let's, be bad. Let's not give them any ideas. No. I think that kind of paints a picture of the government with us. <laughs> Here, you can watch this. Yeah, yeah. but not that. 
Yeah. We'll tell you what's safe to watch and <laughs> yeah. listen to. What will be best for you? Well, I've got a few hawk stories here. <laughs> I thought these were kind of funny but scary at the same time. So the first one that I had seen was uh, venomous snake falls from the sky, attacks a woman. Which you can stop right oh, there yeah, and I'd be done. The sky. <laughs> It's like, it's raining what? snakes. And that's not even the craziest part of the story. Oh, I, I, that grosses me out right there. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I love that. A bit of a snake falls from the sky. It's like, okay. Like, that's a normal occurrence. I am well. never going outside again. <laughs> that is upsetting. <laughs> now, that you're showing that to a gorilla. I understand. you like, what the crap? Snakes are just falling from the sky? <laughs> Bears are waving at people? What is going on? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's, that's, only, lost control. that's only the first half of the story. <laughs> and then a hawk swoops in and snatches the snake off of her. So <laughs> it was nice he came to help out. Yeah. Yes. So uh this poor woman, her name is Peggy Jones of Silsby, Texas, was in the middle of mowing her yard when uh, suddenly a snake fell out of the sky, wrapped around her arm, and struck at her face. It just <laughs> fell out of the sky. Fell out of the sky. Just like Chicken Little. What? Yeah. The snakes are falling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it says that she tried to shake the snake off her arm. Uh, it said it didn't want to go and was holding on tight. So I, I, it says in the article, she prayed, help me, Jesus. <laughs> what? I would be saying help that me Jesus. <laughs> and there might have been a lot of things I said. <laughs> might have been. As well as me screaming like a five-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah, running around. <laughs> and so, uh, and then immediately after that, a hawk swooped down and tried to grab the snake. So it says that it wasn't initially successful, but after a couple of attempts, <laughs> the bird snagged it and flew off with dinner. Jesus helped her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what Did she it, says. It ripped it off her arm? That. Well, to your point, Doug, she says, Peggy sees the hawk's intervention as a mirac- as miraculous and gives the credit to God for saving her life. This is one of the comments said, well, maybe God dropped the snake on you in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> it just fell out of the sky. <laughs> well, and so prior to the show, Greg had made a comment that he had seen a story about a hawk dropping a snake. Well, yeah, there's a video in that story that shows a hawk dropping a snake on a family. So maybe the hawk isn't the savior. Maybe he was the one who did it. Yeah, he, sw- he Maybe flew. those people didn't pray. <laughs> and so now the hawk's going to get you. Yeah. Yeah, he flew around maybe over. God's a- using the hawk. <laughs> <laughs> he flew around over a lake a couple times and then zoomed in on a sidewalk, picked up a snake, which he didn't couldn't really tell. He picked up something, flew back out over the lake. And these people are recording him. Oh, and it was like Chinese or Japanese people there, you know, talking. I couldn't understand them. It was a family but outing. It was a family with outing, the like a song. picnic. Yeah. And they're watching, and they're making these comments about the hawk flying around. And then it kind of starts coming towards them, and you can see the snake hanging out of its mouth. And when it gets close to him, it just goes, and, and they're like, it goes, and the guy. I hear the guy screaming, and the snake goes slithering. Again, off. I would have, I would have been screaming as well. Yes. Yes. There would have been some number two going on with that as well. (laughs) The poo was being flung at that point. Yeah. And kind of on one more quick story, I'd seen that it was a picture that somebody had captured, a series of pictures that a pelican or some water predatory bird had eaten a snake, and the snake had actually eaten its way out of the pelican's stomach. And you could see it mid-flight that it was 
That is you horrible. Know, it was almost like the alien scene, <laughs> uh, the chest burster type thing. So neither the snake nor the poor bird, bird survived. But anyway, snakes, back to, are, snakes are evil. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of symbology of that. Hawks might um, be too. <laughs> well, in speaking of the hawk, in this story, it does show a picture of the woman's arm. I mean, it is. It got that's from the hawk. Up from right? the hawk. Yeah. I mean, those talons are sharp. Yeah. He, he comes in. She's got her arm out. He's like, "Oops, I missed the snake." One. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this might be the craziest part of the whole thing to me. So when the snake was on her arm, lashing out at her, somehow she did not end up with a single snake bite. The entire that is time. amazing. Wow, that is amazing. She did have her glasses, uh, did have venom on them. So had those not been there, could have been a different story. Yes, it could have. But where was he trying to bite her in the eyes? Or well, I it said it was striking out. So I don't know if it was just at her face. Yeah, that's weird. Well, okay, it does say it struck at her face. Yeah. So. Jeez. You wonder how many times you hit her glasses. Like, jeez, what do I keep running into when I'm trying to strike her? And it does say, at kind of at the end of the story, <laughs> this is the second most miraculous thing. And isn't Peggy's first go around with a venomous snake? She actually survived a bite from a venomous snake a few years back. She needs to move. Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's the first one. Uh, the next story that I had. So that one I had titled Hawk versus Snake versus Peggy. And this next one I've got, I put as Hawk versus USPS. This one is a dive bombing hawk forces Texas town to suspend mail delivery. So apparently the moral of the story is hawks hate Texans. They do. <laughs> well, maybe it's like a dog. They and the like mailman. Yeah. Well, uh, this one is Travis Heights in Texas. Oh, that's not the hawk's name. Well, Tra- well, it might be. <laughs> Travis Heights. Yeah, know, he's, he's flying. There. He's high. That would be up a there. good hawk name. Yeah, I am Travis, Travis. Heights. <laughs> so apparently... Don't he- mess, mess with Travis. Ah! <laughs> well, apparently this hawk has been specifically targeting postal workers. Hmm. Trying to deliver mail. The hawk's gone postal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got a mechanic walking down the street. No hawk. Postman, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if we did something to them. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they didn't get their mail. Maybe they didn't. They're upset. <laughs> they didn't get their postcards. I was going to say, their postcards. <laughs> yeah. This is so UPS. Of a gorilla. USPS specifically had a statement on the dive bombing hawk. They say, the Postal Service always strives to provide the best possible service. However, the safety of our employees and customers is our priority. With regards to mail service in the Travis Heights neighborhood, <laughs> the presence of a hawk has prevented safe delivery of mail to a few of the residents on uh, certain streets. Uh, so uh, it says the USPS has a policy where they do not deliver to homes if there is potential for harm. Uh, they also say that they would stop service if something like a hornet's nest were near a mailbox. So uh, to suspend services over a dive bombing hawk, that must have been... Pretty serious. I wouldn't want to be out delivering mail if there was a dive bombing. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I just imagine you're walking up to the mailbox, you see the shadow, <laughs> start on the ground, like, uh-oh. There's not a lot you can Let's really to do to defend yourself if a bird attacks you. I mean, you can flail your arms around. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you have a gun, you can try to shoot it, but otherwise... You get to cover? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the bird is going to just swoop down with talons and beak. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I stress out when I'm mowing and a couple of wrens fly around me. <laughs> 
I would say hawks are also that. Yeah, they're they're fairly sizable. Yeah, they're uh, big, big birds. They are. Yeah. So and not the big bird that you not not big not bird, not big bird <laughs> but yeah, no, he, they're not that friendly. Uh, so it's it does say the experts in this case believe that the young bird or the bird is being protective of its young, which explains why it's making so many swoops at unsuspecting humans. Um, but only postal workers. Apparently, they are being hit the hardest. <laughs> Oh, so beware in the Travis Heights neighborhood if you are a U- USPS. If you're in worker. Texas, look out for f- snakes falling from the sky. Hawks. It's the end of time. Yeah. The end of days. Cats and dogs living together. Mass <laughs> hysteria. <laughs> so is that all you got on the Hawks? Yep, that's all I got on the Hawks. Should we go into the Border Collie guy next? Yeah, oh, let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. All right, do you want me to roll that one out? Yep. Okay, so I had seen this story too. This is just insane to me. I, I did see this on the news. Uh, yeah. I saw so like stupid. footage of it. So man who spent $14,000 to transform himself into a collie steps out for his first ever walk in public. When this, when I first saw this, I thought like he was like, like a furry or was like doing some surgery. But when you get into it, I thought it was a little better. <laughs> I was at least a little better yeah. with what he did. Like, okay, well. Still weird. It's still weird. I mean, yeah. oh yeah. You were thinking it was like the body mods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this one, it does say a Japanese native transformed himself into a canine after forking out the $14,000 for the custom made costume. Did he stand up by the fence and wave at people? <laughs> well, you have to teach him the tick trick, right? He, you know, you got to give him some trees and teach him how to And do I will it. say this. Kind of like it is a very realistic dog yeah. costume. Yes, it was. I'm rethinking whether the bear is a human or not because at first I saw I thought well that's probably a real bear now I don't know it's a pretty good dog costume it is a very it good is. dog costume when you get a full on kind of look at the whole thing it's kind of funky I mean the longer you look at it yeah you know, the legs are kind of weird yeah uh, so he goes by Toko online the he says the unusual garment has helped him actualize his dream of becoming an animal uh, footage shared to his YouTube channel where he has more than 32,000 subscribers, shows him clad in his costume as he frolics on the lawn, rolls on the floor, and plays fetch. And that's the bottom, <laughs> that's the bottom line, the YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, so he had uploaded a video of himself venturing out in public as a dog for the very first time. He didn't really actualize his dream of becoming an animal. He's no. not really an animal. It's like, look, dude, you're not really... When he has you have puppies, a really good costume. I'll give him credit. <laughs> But he feels. You like better hope there's not a like a Great Dane or something that's a little frisky. He's like, oh, I like that collie. I yeah. want to see him chase the mailman. <laughs> he gets up on his hind legs and just runs after him. <laughs> Does but, he bark? Well, it goes on to. Sh- he he talks a little bit about you know how he's kind of nervous and scared or you know venturing out in public was a big hurdle, and then he goes on to say, "Do you remember your cause. dreams?" Uh, from when you were little, you want to be a hero or a wizard, he wrote in a clip, describing his uh, life lifelong dog dream as seemingly unrealistic. But then I grew up, and, <laughs> and, and I realized that that's ridiculous. Not, yes, thank you. Oh, not Toko. He says, I remember writing in my grade school graduation book that I wanted to be a dog and walk outside. When I fulfilled that dream, this is how it turned out. So what's his next goal? He's walked outside now. 
Uh, Pee well, on a tree. Now right? he's going to the dog park. And he's gonna play with the uh, the other dogs out there. Oh, they're gonna have fun. <laughs> he wants to, uh, you know, run away from home at least once or twice. You know, get, escape, get out to the neighborhood. Have the cops catch him or the dog yeah. catcher. Go, go to the pound. <laughs> Does he have like get doggy dishes in the house that he crawls up to and eats out of? And <laughs> maybe I don't know. Uh, so, I mean, looking at pictures, we'll have to throw some of these pictures out there. Yeah, uh, for people to see. Uh, he says, I rarely tell my friends because I'm afraid they'll think I'm weird, Duh. he said in a separate You <laughs> are weird. <laughs> my friends and family seemed very surprised to learn I became an animal. I wonder if he drives with his head out the window. <laughs> he might. <laughs> Somebody commented at the bottom of this. Says, Is it my imagination or are people getting weirder? Makes me long for my childhood days in the 80s where my dad thought the neighbor girl with pink hair was a weirdo. <laughs> uh, it's getting nuttier. Well, I love how he says, too, at the very end of the article, one of the last paragraphs in here, it says, I don't want my hobbies to be known, especially by the people I work with, he says. They think it's weird that I want to be a dog for the same reason I can't show my real face. <laughs> but also, let's put it on YouTube and do interviews yeah. about it. Does he go into work with it on? Or? No, it's, it oh. says he... You better hope that lady that's walking him doesn't take him in to get fixed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think if you want to commit to the dog, you got to go commit. through all the dogs. Yeah, go uh, to work. Gotta, yeah. That's right. Well, that's the human part of it, I guess. Go potty outside, yeah. crap in the yard. Well, you could be paper trained or something. <laughs> well, last week we had the guy that pottied outside, so... That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Lift his leg up. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Were you going to... Yeah, last one real... Because it's a quick one. All it's right. Still, it was still animal related, so let's just quickly... Uh, so in Montana, there's these three gals. They were floating, doing a float trip down the river. Nice. Girls weekend. Yeah. Nice. Relaxing. It's nice. And uh, an otter approached them. Oh, and otters are otters cute. Otters are cute. And they're, they're fun. Little... I've seen them. They get on their backs and roll around. They get little rocks and they wash their food. Mm-hmm. They're cute. Well, this one wasn't quite as cute. Did it have an eye patch or something? He might have been cute. But yeah, oh. He's mean. Um, he attacked them. Oh, my gosh. All three of them. Just oh, no. Let them have it. One of them ended up life-flighted oh, out of my, there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, I don't know. Next time you're out floating down a river, you're going to have snakes falling from the sky, <laughs> hawks chasing you. A man in a dog suit will attack. <laughs> and an otter. I still oh, think I would the take cute. the otter over the man in the dog suit. I don't know, man. It's got nails and teeth. I mean, well, it, and here's just the, the weirdness of the man in the dog yeah. suit. Yeah, that here's is the weird. thing with the otters. You're in the otter's territory at that point. I mean, yeah, they thought maybe there was babies around or well, something. Well, and, and the otter's got in the water. The the, the otter's going to have the upper hand on me any day. Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing's going to swim circles around me. Yeah. <clears throat> so really, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really all it says about it. They just... The one lady in the hospital, they don't know her condition, but from an otter. You never think about an otter attacking you, though. No, I mean, I do up, now. That'd be like being out on the golf course and seeing like a groundhog or something, and he just <laughs> goes nuts on you. I also never thought of snakes just <laughs> dropping out of the sky. <laughs> no, I can't even go outside now. I can't either. <laughs> I'm done. Uh-oh. The man with the dog, When the whole time, all I can think about is... 
Christmas vacation. Larkin, he gets a hold of your leg. You just got to let him finish. Yeah. <laughs> got a little Mississippi Ooh, leg hound in him. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. This is disgusting. Yeah, keep your legs tucked in. All right. <laughs> Anything else? I don't think so. Okay, so I don't either. So next week we'll we'll hear about the man in the flagpole. Yes. And uh, salute. And maybe uh, AI robots that are getting hacked. Mm, more and more prevalent. Yes. And a whole bunch of other craziness, but that'll be for next week. So <laughs> now I'm thinking about the AI robot. I got to stop. Yes, that's for next week. Yes. <laughs> all right. Hey, thank you all for tuning in, listening to the show. We do appreciate each and every one of you if you like the show or even if you don't hit the share button get it out there you can find us on spotify all the different places that you listen to podcasts we also are on youtube rumble instagram twitter or x or whatever it is called this week (laughs) facebook check us out we put out some uh, different videos too we've got some taste tests out got more of them coming are you going to watch Elon fight Steve Zuckerberg? Well, you know what? It's funny you should say that because now they Zuckerberg. were Mark, not Steve. Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Mark. They said that Elon Musk is, has, is going in to have some neck and back surgery. So. Oh, of course he is. So that may be pushed off. He's getting some bionics put in him. I yeah, think. I think so. Yeah. He's going to be replaced by an AI robot that's going to fight Zuckerberg. <laughs> Terminator stuff. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, check out all of our uh, social media feeds. And if you like us, hit the share button. Leave us a comment. We do appreciate that as well. And like to read those. Yep. Watch out for the animals. That's right. We hope you have a great week. Relax. Take in a deep breath. Don't get offended by things, man. It's life is way too short. And we hope you're tuning in. Like this podcast. That's right. <laughs> it just keeps going and going. <laughs> we hope you're tuning in in seven days. Until then, see you later. Peace. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe, and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.